Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one adventurous minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And I'm your other adventurous co-host, Chris LaSalle. Uh, here we are on a fantastic Friday. And um, so I just want to, before we get into the minute, um, we were joking about, you know, uh, stuff that the Mr. Adventure, his uh, Scott McGinnis, had done. And um, I had went out online and searched for the movie uh, Joystick. I think we even mentioned it in the minute. Yeah. Um, one of the movies that he had, one of the other movies that he had done. And I got to tell you, bad movie. <laughs> bad, uh, bad movie. So it is. So, a, it, it's a totally teen sex romp, you know, bad acting movie. Yeah. Um, would you be able to compare his performance from Star Trek to Joysticks? Uh, my, my, so first, I would ask, like, how did you get the job on Star Trek? And second, I would say his performance in Star Trek was much better. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Joysticks was first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So maybe he had that. I don't know. At the, at the time, right? Mid '80s, yeah. early '80s, teen sex romps were everywhere. They were very popular. Oh yeah, definitely. So maybe it was just a, maybe it was maybe it was almost expected of a, of an actor. <laughs> oh, you had a you had a teen sex romp. Okay, you're in. You're in. <laughs> those those are the criteria. Have you have you been in another Star Trek show or movie? You're in. Teen sex romp. You're in. <laughs> All right, but here we're talking about minute number 42, um, and this minute starts with Sulu, McCoy, and Kirk beaming onto the Enterprise, or they're beaming out of the uh, the transport station, and uh, this ends with Kirk saying, may the winds be at our backs, stations please. Yeah. This is a good minute. This is, and I always get, um, I always get choked up at the end of this minute. Oh. Uh, um, every time I see it, okay. and this definitely is that you know pulling at the heartstrings. You know, this is definitely the 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 family, the togetherness of this whole what this whole movie's about. And I think it really comes together right in this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say I would agree with you. Like literally in this minute, it's yeah. yeah. So they they beam onto the Enterprise, and uh, Mr. Scott is there, and he says, you know. Uh, as you, as promised, she's all yours, sir. All systems automated and ready. A chimpanzee and two trainees could run her. Which, you're chuckling. I did the same thing. I'm like, that is a fantastic... We talked about the comedy. We talked about, you know, the little one-liners. He's got a zinger right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's... I think he's being cute, right? And uh, Yeah. And, you know, Kirk's are sp- response is perfect you know i try not to take that i'll try not to take that personally Uh, (laughs) but uh before we before we go too much further though i just um one of the things i was as i was watching going through the minute um the music so uh, as they're beaming out of the um beaming out of the old city station the music has been kind of swelling and you know uh, with with them you know just walking into old city and and having their scene with mr adventure and then beaming out so kind of like this yep. little bit of a climax and then they and all of a sudden yep. you, know, you get this exterior shot 
of the Enterprise, and it goes all quiet again, and it's got that kind of mysterious music, you know, kind of kicks in very, very yeah, quiet. a little bit, yeah. And you get this great shot of the exterior of the Enterprise, and the lights come on. Well, I think, yeah, I think what I love about it is that it's it's yeah. completely dark. And every time we do see the Enterprise, it's always, you know, boom, boom, and then, you know, the light goes on, boom, boom, and then the light goes on. But here, like you see, the music, it's very subtle, it's very understated, but it's good, and it fits the mood, and then suddenly the bridge light comes on, and you're like, oh, yeah, now it's getting real. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, there's just something about it. It's like that, you know, the, the imagery of it, of, you know, just seeing the lights come on, it's... You, know, you wonder i'm i'm looking around to my left and right right now you can't see me but I'm, you know like is is anybody looking out a window in space dock and noticing that <laughs> hey the lights are on exactly right turn the light on in the enterprise what's going on there um so there's just some there's that imagery i'm picturing like a cabin in the woods with like that one light in the window uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure where, where it's coming from that's what makes it just evokes for me and it's like ooh, is anybody going to notice that that's you know is that the minimum amount of lights they can turn on well, I think it would be pretty scary if, like, one light turned on in that cabin, and all you see is Chekhov standing in the window with that outfit on. Okay. I think that would be about the most horrific thing I'd ever see. So we, so we do have to talk about Chekhov. So uh, this is it, right? This is the. Um, there's been a lot of people that we've talked to, both on on the show and and <laughs> offline and on the Facebook Listener Federation, and the, this I think is like the pinnacle bad casual outfit uh, is Chekhov's outfit here but <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about was we've already seen Chekhov earlier in the film in his casual wear but he didn't yep. have the white collar on yeah I don't I don't get the little Lord Fauntleroy collar suit outfit thing going on I just I they must have been I, I, I highly question the the costumer here. I mean, Sulu looks fantastic. Kirk with his, you know, leather jacket with the pop collar. You know, McCoy, yeah, we, we know McCoy's got some bad dress sense, but they really went out on a limb on, you know, on Chekhov. And for Walter to actually agree to wear that, bravo, bravo. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta have a certain level of confidence in yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. To pull that off, and yeah, I don't understand it. I think I think if you just took the white collar off, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. It would just be, yep, he's got his you know, casual wear on, his space casual wear. But I think they just had some recycled cloth from the uh, uh, Grissom seats, <laughs> and that's what they're using there. The, the other thing it makes me think of too is like you know when they when when they're putting Walter's makeup on, you know, they did they have the tissues stuck stuck in his collar, and they just forgot to take him out and. They just ran with that. That would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's 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 disappointing, and and um, I don't I don't remember. Maybe you do, because <clears throat> I know you're uh, a big fan of the Voyage Home. Do 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 we get? Do they change? Because I know Kirk wears the same outfit. Yeah. No, they all they all pretty much wear the same outfits that I that I recall. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, we've seen Chekhov even when he was, so when we were in the space bar where Kirk was talking to, you know, Commander Morrow, he has his leather jacket on and, you know, Sulu has like that poncho sort of over the, you know, over his head sort of jacket. Um, 
So you don't really see Chekhov's outfit too much. Right. You see him wearing the leather jacket, and I think they probably realized they're, you know, it's such it's a continuation. They they're not stopping for a change of clothes. So I think they probably were like, oh, we've got this Chekhov problem. <laughs> what are we gonna do? And I think the answer obviously was, he's keeping his jacket on the entire time. Right. They should have done that. I don't care. I don't care how hot it is. Yep, disappointing, uh, distracting, and what did you call him? Little Lord Fauntleroy? Little Lord yeah. Fauntleroy? Yeah, he just needs his, what are the, like, knickers or whatever, the the fancy, fancy uh, shin socks. and. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get that out of the way. So I'm glad we got that out of the way, but it had to be said. We had to acknowledge it. Yep. The elephant in the room. The pink elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have this, we have this moment, right? So Scott makes, Scotty makes his joke. Kirk says, yep. I'll try to take it personally. And then it gets kind of serious, right? Yep. My friends, I can't ask you to go any further. Dr. McCoy and I have to do this. The rest of you do not. And he says it in the perfect Kirk cadence. I can't ask any of you to go any further. Dr. McCoy and I have to do this. The rest of you do not. You know, it's the perfect Tim, you know, whatever it is, the timber yep. timber or, you know, the pacing that, and I know someone put something up recently on the, on the listener federation that always makes me, those things always make me laugh about the, the cadence and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's always a good joke when, when a Kirk cadence joke, <laughs> this is, um, is this, is this, this line of his, is it out of character for Kirk, or do you think it's in character that he's kind of, you know, uh, releasing these guys from their their obligation, quote unquote? Is it? Well, I think he, I think he, you know, he's he's like, I can't ask you to go any further. I think he's really, you know, he wants to protect them. You know, he knows that he he has to do this. Like this is something, you know, like he t- he tells Boro, you know, I ha- I know it. I have to do this, and obviously McCoy has to go. So. I think, as we're learning in this minute, particularly the family connection that they have, this the bond that they've had over the, you know, twenty plus years of being together, he probably knows, I'm doing the wrong thing for the right reason, but I, I, I can't ask you to, to go any any further because I don't want you to get into trouble. You know, we're stealing, we're stealing a starship. We're not, we're not, you know, stealing a candy bar at the local, you know, grocery <laughs> store. We're, we're taking a vessel, and by the way, you know, we're going to a place that we're not supposed to go. Right. Yeah. There's trouble, trouble, trouble behind us, trouble in front of us, kind of thing. I, I don't. I, th- I guess I kind of. I asked the question because I'm still not sure. I'm like, you know, there. Yeah, Kirk's so usually um, gung ho, and oh yeah, let, let's go go go, man of action. And um, for him to pause here and and be considerate of them without, you know what I mean? Is I guess it feels like a growth moment for him. I guess is is where I'm going. Like yeah, yeah, because I could see the other angle of him just saying, "All right, we're all here. Let's go hit punch it," and not even asking them if you know everybody was cool with it. But uh, so yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I think well, yeah, it's been in a you know since the end of last movie to this movie, it's been such an emotional journey for mm-hmm. him, and you know someone who's always been, you know, and I joke, shoot to kill, we come in peace, shoot to kill, you know, he is that. 
macho, you know, captain the way he was in the series. And I think this is, you know, Shatner's really exploring the emotional side of Kirk. You know, we saw it with the death of Spock, and now we're seeing it again where he's with his family and being like, I don't, I don't want to get you all in trouble. I, I'm, I'm releasing you. You know. Do you think? Uh, do you think if they if they said, okay, good luck, <clears throat> and <laughs> okay, I'm out. Well, and uh, uh, do you think they would have gotten in trouble anyway, like aiding and abetting? So I don't, I don't think so because again, he's the commanding officer, and I think you know he would protect them as much okay. as he could. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. You know, I don't think anything really has tied... The only person I could see really getting into any trouble would be Mr. Scott. Oh, I was going to say Sulu. Why Mr. Scott? Well, because well, because he's he damages property. Uh, ah, yep. I know, we, I know we haven't gotten there yet. Right. <laughs> um, but he also sets up the Enterprise. Like, who else could do that? And they know Kirk or McCoy isn't going to be able to do that. Okay. So he's so and so he really can't go. He can't, he really can't stay because he'll get in trouble. Is right. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, and I guess yeah, I guess to a lesser degree, Mister Sulu, because he does strike the the guard. It blows um, up blows up the control panel. Blows up the stuff. Yeah. Up the guards. Chekhov is the only one I think that's in the clear. So Chekhov, why didn't you just say see you later, man? Peace out. No kidding, Chekhov too. He's you know, he's probably thinking of his last trip out. You know, getting. Said he eels dropped in his ears. I would think he'd want to just yeah. stay home on the couch and, like, I need some shore leave. Yeah, seriously. But it's, you know, it's a great little, you know, it's a great pause where, you know, Chekhov then says, Admiral, we're losing precious time. And Sulu, of course, please, Admiral. You know, it's just, that's that's where it starts to get me. It's like, you just know that they're, they're pulling for him and, you know, they want they want to do this. Yeah. No, it's it is it's it's a sweet moment. I, I I go back and forth with the the lines they deliver. I mean, Chekhov's is pretty, you know, pretty good. We're losing precious time. And Sulu's yeah. is like, all right, what course? Like, we that's all he does. We give Sulu another line. Let him say something else. Like, you know, we love Spock just as much as you do. Or you know what I mean? Like, uh, give him right. something like that. Um, and. I feel like I'm being this negative Nancy this minute, but uh, Mr. Scott's line, I'd be grateful, Admiral, if you'd give the word. I, I, I think we've run that into the ground at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I will, I will, as much as I love the sentimentality in this minute, I, I find myself agreeing with you, particularly with Sulu's and Mr. Scott. The other thing that bothers me is that Kirk has to ask Mr. Scott. Like, Scotty doesn't just volunteer it on his own, you know. He's check off, you know, immediately, Admiral, we're going to lose pressure time. Sulu's like, you know, what course, please? You know, I think, is that like sort of maybe an inside joke that we're, you know, because we know that particularly, I think, James Doohan and Shatner had, they weren't always the best of friends. And I know some of them necessarily weren't the best of friends with Shatner at certain times during their careers. So, is that like a you know a playful way of them poking fun at their relationship a little bit? Yeah, maybe. It would be funnier if like you know, Mister Scott was looking at his watch or something, or like <laughs> I trust you know trying to avoid eye contact. What, what what would be great is if 
they switch from the cut from the four of them and back to Kirk where he says, Mr. Scott, and you see him, he's already halfway to the turbo lift. <laughs> I'll see you yeah. later. I told you, uh, it's automated. You're all, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I totally, I totally, uh, I'm, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. I, I agree this is a, a, yeah. a, a sweet moment, you know, that the, the, the family bond is so obvious it's just and you know what and i i guess i'm looking for I'm maybe just be looking for problems i don't know because i'm like i i wish they'd used other phrases yeah um and i uh, do you know is anybody gonna say uh is the word given in, in the rest of the in the rest of the films because i think they should have cut it off with peter preston and that's it yeah i mean i feel like yeah that's a line that should have stayed with him and obviously I get the connection, but, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like. Right. All right. So I just feel like, I, I feel like, I, no, I just feel like that's the usual, the usual, um, line. I think he even says, you know, uh, I think he always says some roundabout way of saying is the word given Admiral or, you know, or something like that. Or he's, this isn't the first time Mr. Scott himself has said this. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I don't think this is the first time he's ever said that. Well, I need to research that. Not that I don't believe you, but I would love to see all the instances. I don't think of... you believe me. I, I, I do believe you, Dave. You don't. I do. I believe in you as well. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> all right. I again, I feel like I'm pooping all over this thing, but uh, I do do love the minute. I do love the minute. Uh, and also, uh, after Scotty deliver, delivers his line, the the music changes again and you get the the you know the classic star trek theme the uh, was it alexander courage is that who did the original theme um uh but they, they they play that and it's just a nice i think you know uh wrapping you know wrapping it all together yeah nice musical punch to the end of, of all these sappy lines <laughs> that's what they are they're sappy maybe that's what it is they're sappy so i've been looking up so just to go back to the give the word, you know, the word, Mr. Mr. Scott. Yeah. So in the beginning of Wrath of Khan, when he's down in engineering, he says, well, Mr. Scott, are your cadets capable of handling a minor training cruise? And Scotty says, give the word, Admiral. Yep. And Kirk goes, Mr. Scott, the word is given. So this they've already had this exchange. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, you know, in the callback in Wrath of Khan is when Peter Preston dies. Yeah, he's like, yeah, ask that one last time the word given. Yeah, and he says it's the word given. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like even Mr. Scott has already played this this game with the wording. Right. And I feel in like in some ways, I feel like it's it's a, you know, an insult a little bit to Peter Preston's memory. Like let 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 him have those final words, and yeah, you know, let's not use them again in out of respect. I guess right. that's part of what bothers me a little bit. I agree. I feel so. I feel like a jerk today. <laughs> Man, sure. he doesn't like this movie at all. <laughs> uh, well, that you know what? Actually, that that was the end of my notes. That was all I had for this one. It's is is heartfelt and everything. It is it, a moment. It is and this you know reaffirming family and uh, I, I didn't have a I didn't have a lot of other notes. Do you? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up here? Uh, everyone enjoy the weekend. If you miss us over the weekend, you can go find us over at the Die Hard Minute. We just finished wrapping up a week of talking about Die Hard. Uh, it's part of a, 
uh, Movies by Minutes project. There's uh, many of the Movies by Minutes hosts are uh, each taking a week and doing five minutes of Die Hard, and we just wrapped up ours. So go check us out at dieHardMinute.com or go out to iTunes and find us at Die Hard Minute Podcast. And uh, we'll be back again on Monday talking about Minute 43 of the Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.